0: this morning. Amen. Stand up with us. Are you thankful for the gospel of Jesus today? Amen. God is so good. It's so good to see everybody here. Why don't you turn around and look at your neighbor and say, God's about to do something great in this place this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we're here to praise you. Hallelujah, you're mighty and you're worthy of all our praise. How many's had a good week this week? How many's wonder sometimes maybe where the Lord was? A couple times. We've all go through things, but you know what? He is a God that said he would never leave us nor forsake us. When we feel him, he's there. When we don't feel him, he's there looking over you, church. He is our God and he is still God, Jehovah, this morning. He is on his throne. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you and we just thank you. Thank you, God. You are mighty and we worship you, Jesus. Amen. we magnify you this morning. He is holy, church. We just come before him. Let's just still our minds right now. Say, Jesus, we love you. Lord, in your own words, let him know that you love him this morning. And he is holy and he is in this place. Lord, we magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name,
1: Jesus.
2: says in Revelation that all the living creatures, all the angelic beings, even while we're here in this church together right now, in heaven right now, it says that they do not rest day or night as they proclaim holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty who was and he is and he is to come. Hallelujah. How many knows that in this turmoil world we're living in right now that the holiness of God is about ready to one day look at his son and say go and get my church. We're living in that hour we're living in that moment but i think that we need to echo i think we need to join the course that's going on in heaven right now as they sing this one more time and i may sing it from a worshipful heart that's going to do it about crying out holy 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 to you we all Lord can say I know I can say that I stand before you Lord I feel like Isaiah when I say I'm just a man of unclean lips how could I even cry out holy not just holy Lord but we cry out in repentance Hallelujah. we cry out for you God Thank to take Jesus. that same coal of fire and put it to our lips put it to our heart put it in our minds purify God purify your church we're so thankful for the blood of Jesus for it had not been for the blood of Jesus We would have no justification. We would have no right to stand before a holy God and cry out, holy, holy, holy. But we're so thankful. We're so grateful for your love, for your mercy, Lord, for your grace. We're so thankful for your forgiveness. The times that we have failed you, Lord, we have fallen short of your glory many times you've always been there when we cry out you've been there to pick us back up because of the blood of Jesus you say now because of the blood of Jesus that there is now no more guilt there is now no more condemnation to them that are in you lord but you didn't come to condemn us you come to save us thank you for that thank you for that jesus if you're thankful for what god has done for you why don't you walk around and just grab somebody by the hand and tell them just how holy god is this morning to you let's go around and shake hands and. Welcome everybody into the presence of God. into the presence of the living, holy God. Who is here with us this morning? How many can feel the presence of God here? Amen. We're going to quickly go through the announcements because we don't want to stop what God's doing here. We got, I know the pastor's got a great word that the Lord's given him for us this morning. So we're going to quickly go through some announcements that are important for you to remember. Uh, The light, the night is coming up, Right. And we need uh, volunteers. We need, I will say, servants. Say servants out there in the uh, welcome desk. Out there, there is a sign-up sheet. Uh, the light tonight will be from six to eight on that dark night. How many knows that the light of Jesus Christ always penetrates the darkness? And that's what we're doing this for, is to penetrate the darkness with the light, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so if you're going to be a servant and serving in that capacity, again, there is a sign-up sheet back there in the foyer on the welcome desk, and Pastor John and, and is asking that the uh, servants would be here between 5 and 5.30 at the latest, if you can be here uh, to prepare for that night. Uh, we thank you ahead of time for doing that. Then we're going to be having our pastor appreciation that is next Sunday. Come on, let's give our pastor. Sister Tina is part of this pastor, amen. We appreciate our pastor. We appreciate his wife on the worship team, and we are so thankful for them. And we're going to be celebrating that Sunday, and we're asking that the church come together. Uh, We will be having a fellowship dinner after service next week. Now, the church will not be providing the meat, uh, chicken and chicken, chicken, and we see it every time. So Sister Christina said we're going to chicken out this time. And we are just asking everybody that will to bring a. what you would feed your family and bring meat items with you, and we'll just see what everybody's going to bring, and we're going to have a great time together in fellowship and enjoying the covered dishes that you're going to be bringing. If you bring enough that's going to feed your family, and every family is here, everybody will have more than enough, amen? Uh, Also, just real quick, uh, next Sunday as well, uh, the coffee and refreshments will be served Next Sunday, out here in the uh, front of the door, Brother Malcolm and Sister Malcolm uh, uh, will actually be presenting that, Sabrina, I'm sorry, Sister Sabrina. (laughs) My tongue got a little twisted there, I apologize. (laughs) Brother Malcolm and Sister Sabrina will be out there in the front. It will be a time of fellowship, and they'll be out there right at 9.15 a.m., so come early. That's why we get here early, right, so we can have some coffee and some refreshments, but how many love Pastor Kevin? Give him a hand as he comes, amen.
3: Hallelujah, how many felt the presence of the Lord this morning? Let's give the Lord another hand this morning. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning to feel feel the presence of God, isn't it? How many of you needed that? How many of you needed to feel the presence of the Lord this morning? Amen? It was so good to feel feel the presence of the Lord. Uh, I just got just a few announcements. How many of you, uh, Pastor John used my mic last week and he's kind of big-eared and he... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Let's. didn't he do a great job last week? Let's give him a hand. And then when Pastor Steve uses it, his ears are just a little bit bigger, so my Lord, help me, amen. Just a couple uh, announcements, um, Barbara Floyd, who used to go to church here, she went to church here for years, uh, she passed away and her funeral is Tuesday at, help me sister, At nine o'clock at Kaufman Funeral Home. So be praying, uh, be praying for uh, the family. Uh, Michelle is home. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. The Lord saved that young lady's life. Amen. Uh, Pastor Jay, that's a pastor in Harrisonburg, which is Sister Sue's son, uh, had a bad accident in a dump truck. Uh, he is doing he's doing fine and everyone that was involved I think it was like a two or three or four car uh, crash uh, but I had prayer with him yesterday evening and he's been a little shook up but we're believing that God is going to take care of everything he's fine his family's fine and everybody's doing good but it was just a miracle how the angels of the Lord encamped around that accident so let's give the Lord. Just give the Lord a hand, uh, for that. Praise the Lord. I want to speak just for a, 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 few minutes on living in troubled times, living in difficult times, living in times that we need to under, we need to understand. But we are living, uh, the Bible puts it like this. We're living in perilous times. We're living in uh, uh, troubled times. There's things happening all over our world. Amen? Whether you turn on the news or don't turn on the news, you know that we're living or you're sensing that we are living in uh, perilous times, troubled times. Uh, uh, suicide uh, rate is up like never before. Uh, racism, killing, uh, destruction I like to say there is destruction on every hand. Um, the war uh, with Hamas uh, in Israel is just escalating like we have never uh, we never seen We see the United States uh, moving forward in that we see other countries moving forward Forward in that church, we are living in perilous times. We're living in troubled times. We're living in difficult times. Amen. How many? How many agree that we're living in those times? Amen. One thing I struggle with in my in my in my life, and I and I'm sure the other pastors at times do, is God is God has called me to be a God has called me to be a shepherd. And to love on people and to care for people. And you've been around me very long to pick on people. Uh, but, but, and I love that part of shepherding. But the Lord, I feel sometimes this sense of a prophetic evangelism warning that I feel like God deals with on my heart at times which is kind of the, I want to say opposite, but it's kind of different than being a loving shepherd because you're just kind of like in people's face at, at that time as some of the, you remember the old prophets of the Bible sometimes had to get, had to get strong because God was giving the nation of Israel a, a warning of what God was about to do. Well, church, I want to tell you that we are on the brink of the coming of the Lord. And Bible prophecy is unfolding faster than it's ever unfolded in our life. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse one puts it like this, But know this, but know this. And, and what, what Timothy is trying to tell you and I as he's been a, um, as he's been walking at times with Paul, Paul has mentor Timothy. So Timothy is up to bat now. And Timothy is penning this and he says, but know this. Remember what I'm telling you. How many of you got children or grandkids? Amen. And, and, and how many of you've, uh, heard your, your, your mom or your, your dad or your grandma or your granddaddy said, I'm telling you this for the last time. I've told you before. I'm not telling you again. And if I'm telling you again, you're going to give what? You're gonna get a woman whooping, and so he says, uh, "That's how they say it in West Virginia, whooping." You're gonna get, you're gonna get a spanking, okay? A whooping. And Second Timothy three one, Timothy comes out of the gate in the third chapter, and he says, "But you know this. Remember what I'm telling you, that in the last days perilous times will come." Now, if you're if you're in your, on your iPhone, if you're, uh, uh, on your tablet or in your, in your Bible, I want you to underline it or underline it as you're taking notes. Perilous times. Perilous means hard to bear or hard to deal with. A troublesome, dangerous times. We're living in those times. Not just in America, but around the world. Matthew chapter 24 puts it like this. Nation is going to rise against nation. News warning. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. All of that is happening right now as I speak. Look at the countries that are at war at this very moment. Things are getting worse and worse. They testify that there are certain bombs when they are dropped, literally cause earthquakes. They're so powerful. We don't know what's going to happen next. We're living in a time that we don't know what's on the horizon or what is transpiring next. On top of all of that, we all got all kinds of religions going around promoting racism instead of promoting love they're promoting hate under the title it is okay it's not okay to burn somebody's business to the ground it's not okay to kill each other in the name of hate it's not okay to judge someone by the color that they are it's not okay To shoot police officers. That's crazy. That is insane. And God please. Please help us. Matthew chapter 24. 10 puts it this way. And many will turn away. From me. Many will turn away. From me. We're closing churches in America. As fast as we're opening them. Many will turn away from Me. How do you turn away from God if you were never with God? How do you ever turn away from God if you were never walking with God? He says it's going to betray. They're going to hate each other. I've never seen so much hate and anger and resentment and bitterness towards other people... And all of my life. People rising up against each other. Bringing words of destruction against each other. Trying to destroy each other. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 21. And I I, I find it hard to believe. I come from a very loving family. So it's hard for me to get a hold of this scripture. But Matthew 10 verse 21 says. Brothers and sisters are going to betray each other. And they're going to have each other put to death. I just talked to a gentleman not long ago, and I said, how are you and your brother doing? And he said, the only way I speak to my brother is through a lawyer. Parents will portray their own children. Children will turn against their parents and have them killed. We're living in the last days. Money is America's God. People that are Christians also have a tendency to make money their what? Their God. More than serving God, they're serving their money. They're going to let money rob them of what God has for them in the last days. And may I add, could keep them out of the rapture of the church. Second Timothy chapter three and verse two said, for people will love only themselves and their money and they're going to be boastful and they're going to be prideful. We're living in one of the most boastful and proud for times in the world like I have never seen. We're living in disturbing times. We're living in tough times. We're living in perilous times. We're living in troubled times. Now, how many of you would say amen to that? I mean, come on. How many of you would say amen? If you agree with me, raise your hand. Okay. We're, we're living in perilous times. So I'm going to just give you a couple things that I believe. That if we're living in perilous times, we're living in troubled times, we're living in difficult times, I'm going to give you two things that I feel like the Lord has gave me. Okay? If we're living, and if that's the case, then you need discernment in your life like never before. You need discernment in the last days. You need to be able to discern God's voice in these last days like never before. Did you hear your pastor? Did you hear your pastor? In these last days, in these perilous times, in these troubled times, you're going to need to discern the voice of God like you've never discerned the voice of the Lord before. And it needs to be your top priority in your life. Your number one top priority that I am hearing the voice of God. I'm getting discernment in my life. What is discernment? discernment is, it means having a sense of how things look in God's eyes. How does God look at it? Is it how God sees it? It's God's point of view. In these last days, I need God's point of view in my life. I need discernment in my life like never before. Especially for me, especially for my wife, especially for my daughter especially for my family, especially for this church, I need to hear what God is saying. I, I, I need to hear what God is saying. People are more worried about the news about what their best friend is saying, about what Facebook is saying, about what Twitter is saying, about what Instagram is saying, about what their coworker is saying, about what the government is saying, about what their family member is saying, more about what the accountant is saying, and more about what their lawyer is saying than about what God is saying. I need to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying in my life for my wife, for my daughter, for me, for the church, I need to hear the voice of the Spirit. Which means, I need to start deleting some things out of my life for a period of time. If I'm going to hear the voice of God, I've got to get off of Facebook. Come on. If I... and I know, I'm just stepping on somebody's toes, but if, if, if I going to hear the voice of God, then I need to get off of YouTube. If I'm going to hear the voice of God, i I, I got to not have my face planted in the television, right? If I'm going to hear the voice of God, I've got a lot of good uh, Christian friends, I've got a lot of, 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 of family members, but, and God does speak through people, but I have got to get before the Lord and get discernment for me, my family, this church, and for me to do that, I have got to push some of that stuff aside for a period of time isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says this your ears will hear a word behind you saying this is the way walk in it whatever whenever you turn to the right or whatever whenever you turn to the left the holy spirit is there to speak to you and lead you in every direction in your life in these troubled times i want that type of direction I want that type of direction in my life. My feelings can lead me. Well, I, I, I don't know what to do about this situation, but, you know, I, I feel like I should do this. Well, I don't know what to do about this situation. My emotions, it's telling me, "Uh, well, you don't feel real good about it. And I get all up in my head and the devil starts lying to me. Well, why don't you do this? Well, I don't need my feelings. I don't need my emotion. And for God's sakes, I don't need some ungodly person telling me what to do. So I need to... Hear the voice of God. John chapter 10 verse 21 says, My sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow what? Me. I'm just, this is what I have to do, church. I've got to get before the Lord. And my emotions, again, can't tell me what direction to go in. My feelings can't tell me what direction to go in. I have got to hear from God. Come on, church. I have got to hear from God. I can't go to the left. I can't go to the right. I can't move forward. The Bible tells me to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen? So when I've got a decision to make, When things are out in front of me about my family, about this church, about my own life, knowing that we're living in perilous times, knowing that we're living in troubled times, knowing that we're living in difficult times, I need to hear the voice of God, right? I need to hear God's voice. So for me to do that, I have got to get alone with God. I've got to push some stuff out of my life and get alone with God. And I do that by getting in the Word of God. I do that by getting on my knees. And I I do that by God, speak to me, God. I've got to hear Your voice. I can't turn to the left about this situation. I can't turn to the right about this situation. I can't march forward to this situation. I've got to stand still and just stand right here and hear the voice of God. Now, I don't know about you, But I'm hyper. You don't know that. And I want to know right now what to do. All right, so I want to get down and pray. And I want to read a scripture. And I want to quote that scripture by faith. And I want God to go, boom, there's the answer. Then I want to get up. I want to go my way. Then I can do my own thing, right? Well, I, I you know what? For some reason, I can't get God to answer me like that that quick. Now, how many of you get God to answer you like that? I mean, you pray, you get up, boom, there it is. Sometimes, but not most of the time. And then most of the time, I've got the enemy up here talking to me. And then I got people, their opinion. And then I got my own thoughts what direction I want to go in, because this if I go in that direction, it'll really work out for me. Do I go to the left? Do I go to the right? Do I go forward? Or do I stand still? I stand in that spot until I hear God's voice. God's voice said, This is the way, Kevin, walk there in. Go in that direction. My sheep do what? Follow my voice. My sheep, my sheep, my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek my what? My face. They'll hear from heaven, though I'll heal their land, I'll walk there in. In these last days, church, I need to hear the voice of the Spirit. And I'm going to... This is a big word to me lately. It's been a big word to me all about since the first of the year. Is I have, we have to deliberately do it. We have to be in... Yes, that's the word. Intentional. I have to intentionally get before the Lord. The second thing is... Then, if, if 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 we believe we're living in trouble times, if we believe we're living in difficult times, we believe we're living in perilous times. Then we need to make sure our heart is right with God. Did you hear me? We need to make sure our heart was right with God. Let me let me tell you just a real quick story. As you know, I was I was raised in a a real strict Pentecostal church. My mom and dad took us to a real strict Pentecostal church. And I'm telling you, if some of you know that who my pastor was, he's dead and gone home to be with the Lord. But he would spit and sputter and run down through the aisle there. And one time I seen him get up on top of the seat and he's just pointing his finger. And every other service, you heard about the rapture of the church. Every other service, you heard Jesus was coming. You heard the rapture of the church. And I'm telling you, I, when you have a sense of the rapture's about to take place, you are making sure your heart's right with God. Okay? You're knew you you're making sure. So I'm about the age of, of, of some of our teens here, and my mom's at home, and we, uh, over at my mom's house, her, her uh, washer and dryer and friger- uh, uh, freezer and everything's downstairs. So I'm just a little boy, and I'm, I just wake up, and I can't find my mom. So I go in her bedroom, my mom's not there, I'm, I'm, she's not in the bathroom, she's not in the kitchen, she's not, uh, I can't find her, I can't find her. I said, We're in, where's mom? I said, if, if, if the raptures took place, because I knew without a shadow of a doubt, my mom was ready to go home and be with the Lord. I knew that, okay? And and, and, and I'm, I'm I'm kind of freaking out as a little kid. Where is my mother? Where is my mother? The rapture of the church has done to been, been has, has come and it's happened, and I have been left behind. Now, not only did that pastor teach that the rapture of the church was going to take place, but he explained to you what the tribulation period was going to be like. So, Lord have mercy, when you left that church service, you were scared to death sometimes. But you know one thing I remember? As a little boy, my prayer life was probably, probably better then sometimes than I think it is now. Buddy, I was getting on my knees calling out to God. I would beat the floor and ask God to forgive me. You know, I'd do the least little sin and I'd run in the the, uh, house, get down on my knees, God forgive me, God forgive me, God forgive me. I had a sense of the rapture of the church. And we can do about anything anymore and write okay across it. It's not okay. Church, the Bible says that, that 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 the coming of the Lord is near. It's important that our hearts are right with God. Matthew chapter 13 verse 32 through 36 says this. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. When the rapture church will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son of God Himself. Only the Father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard. Stay alert. The coming of the Son of Man can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do. And he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. In verse 35 says, You too must keep watch. You don't know when the master Jesus of the household will return in the evening midnight before dawn or at daybreak 34. Don't let Him find you sleeping when He arrives without warning. He says, stay alert. You see the signs of the time." Do you not see the fig tree budding? Do you not see what's, what's, what's happening? The coming of the Lord is near. Is our hearts ready with Him? So Honey, if you'll come today, you guys will come. Verse 36 says, Lest He come, He find you sleeping. I found this... Uh, in in uh, in in ancient times, during the night, a a uh, certain uh, uh, a certain can a can uh, captain of the temple, he would make his rounds. On his approach, the guards had to rise and salute in a particular manner. Okay, so when he would make his rounds, the guard would have to stand up and salute him. Any guard found sleeping when on duty was beaten, or his garments was set on fire as an punishment. So he would go around at duty, and the guard was supposed to stand up and salute him. And if he would find him sleeping, they would burn his garments or they would beat him. And you think it's horrible? Yes. I, I mean, it's pretty bad to catch you sleeping, right? When the Rapture of Church takes place, and seven years of tribulation starts, you've never seen destruction in all the hell that's going to take place after the Rapture of the Church. My question is is your heart ready? and prepare for the coming of the Lord. I want to read this last scripture. Matthew 24, verse 39. People didn't realize what was going on and what was happening until the flood came and swept them all away. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken. The other one's could be left behind. Two women will be grinding at the... Flour meal. One will be taken, and the other one is going to be left. One's going to be at the factory working. It's going to be a Christian. There's going to be a person standing right beside them that don't know the Lord. When the rapture takes place, the Christian's going to be gone. One's going to be flying an airplane. He's going to be a Christian. He's gone. What's going to happen to the airplane? Scenario after scenario after scenario. A husband and wife are going to be laying in bed. One's going to be a Christian. The other one could not be. When the rapture takes place, one of them's gonna be taken. The other one's gonna be left. There's gonna be two good friends. One's a Christian. One is not. One's gonna be taken. The other one's gonna be left. There's gonna be a mom and dad. They're both Christians. They're gonna have children. Without God's grace and without God's mercy, Mom and Dad's going home to be with the Lord. And those kids have decided that they didn't need God. There's going to be rescue workers. There's going to be police officers. They're going to be one. They're going to be in their vehicles, ones that are ready are going to be taken the other ones left we're living in that age the coming of the Lord is very near I need God's discernment in my life like never before and I need I need Make sure my heart's right with God. I know my wife's ready to go with the Lord. She loves God with all her heart. God is number one in that woman's life. But she can't go to heaven for me. She can't go to heaven for my daughter. She can't go to heaven for our nieces and our nephew. They have got make sure they're ready there's no greater time to be praying for our children than now God's going to save them I don't want to just be all doom and gloom but I believe God is working in their heart right now I believe God's going to bring our children home before He comes I believe God is working right now on our family. God is working on our moms. God is working on our dads. God's working on our wives. God's working on our husbands. And God is working on our children. And God is working on our grandkids. And I have to believe that God, Sister Donna, is bringing them home. They might be doing something crazy right now. But you know God knows how to get a hold of them and shake them. God knows how to rattle them really good Okay, mom, mom and dad and I'm, I'm going to close I promise mom and dad you just stay in your prayer closet for them and you let God take care of them I sat down with my precious mother this week and I was thinking this morning some great advice I'm almost 60 years old in my 80's Three-year-old mother is still setting me down, giving me advice, and I, yeah, Brother Dale said, "Hallelujah!" With some great advice, son, just in her just small voice, just X, Y, Z, and trust God, and He's going to take care. Of you. you can't get any greater than that. Let's stand. This is how we're gonna close. I'm gonna ask them this saying, and if you choose to come up around the altar and you say, Pastor, I want to make sure I'm ready with God. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna open the altar up, and then I'm gonna close quickly in prayer. But I'm gonna ask you with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm gonna ask you this morning that if you say, Pastor, I just wanna I just wanna make sure. I'm ready with God. Nobody's going to look down on you. We're family here. I'm standing here at the altar. And we're going to pray a prayer together as they continually sing. up here around, Pastor? Yeah, how pray for our families before we leave. Let's lift our hands straight up in the air and let's pray for our families. Holy Spirit, we just ask you this morning, Lord, you're doing something in the life of our family. And I pray right now, Lord, through the power and through the work of the Holy Spirit. God, we're asking you to go touch our sons. And we're asking you to go in and touch our daughters. And we're asking you to go in and touch our grandchildren right now Lord, that you bring a awakening to our sons, and you bring awakening to our daughters, and you bring awakening to our grandkids. And Father, we're believing right now by the power of the cross that you're working. You're hearing God. You're hearing our prayers, Lord. You're hearing our prayers. You're going to hear and you're going to answer our prayers. And Lord, all of our children and our grandkids are coming home to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. May the Lord bless you. May His face shine upon you and keep you this week, protect you. Amen. I love you. God bless you. And may you have a great Sunday. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another hand.